So IFRS 15, revenue from contracts with customers. Now, this accounting standard um, is replacing a couple of accounting standards, two of which is IAS 18, revenue, and then IAS 12, construction contracts. There are other uh, standards, but these are the two you know about. Now, you see, the idea about the IAS 18 was that revenue was being recognized once the transaction was to take place. And what happened was that under the IAS 18, it was challenging because if the company sells goods, for instance, if he says A sells or signs a contract with B for two months and provide phone and data services at $300,000 or $30,000. Now, under IAS 18, once we've signed a contract, we are supposed to recognize what? The revenue. So we will debit, if the money has not been paid, we will debit um, receivables and then credit what? Revenue. That is what IAS 16 was being done. But if you check, that is not what this transaction is supposed to be. In that case, the question is, the phone costs, the data service, we need to account for these things what? separately. So there was a limitation in relation to how we account for IAS uh, 18. Now we'll look at a very comprehensive question later on. And that revenue for contract with customers, we, the key thing is that we only recognize revenue when a, a performance obligation has been what, undertaken. So what does it mean? If you say, insurance teach me for two months, and if I'm teaching you for two months, I'm going to pay you, or you're going to pay me $20,000 for two months, then what are the things I'm going to do? You said, insurer, you're going to teach me, you're going to give me books, you're going to give me uh, you're going to assist me in my registration and you're going to do a revision with me. So these are the things I do under the contract. If I am using IAS 18, immediately we agree on the contract, I recognize a revenue of 20000 But the question is, have I done everything under this contract? No. Because as we are starting, I have not done all. So maybe we have to now find out how we can what, account for this. So under IFRS 15, we will now account for the revenue as and when I do any of what, these things for you. So if we sign the contract and I give you the books, so we will look at the prices separately. These are called the standard loan prices. And we will use that to what, allocate the total 20000 So the basic idea is that under IFRS 15, Revenue is recognized when a performance obligation is what? Satisfied. So let's look at it uh, closely. The objective of the standard is simple, is to establish the principles that an entity should apply. Is to establish the principles that an entity should apply to report useful information about nature, amount, 
timing and uncertainty of revenue flow arising from a contract. All of those things, you don't need them. <laughs> so the objective is to just establish the words, principles, on how entity reports on the timing, the amounts, the uncertainty of what revenue flowing from uh, a customer. Under this module, there are five stages of Yes, five stages that we are going to be using in identifying what? Revenue. In other words, we don't just identify revenue because we've signed a contract. We don't just identify revenue because we've done an agreement. We will recognize revenue after the five stages have what? Gone through. So we call it the five-step framework. The five-step framework. Framework number one is identification of contracts. Identification of contracts with customer. Identification of a contract with a customer. Now, what is a contract? Hmm? What is a contract? It's, it's, it's an agreement mm -hmm. between two parties mm -hmm. to carry out a particular... Agreement between two parties to carry out what? A particular trait or purpose, right? So, at this thing or at this level also, the first thing we do is what? Identify the contract with the customer. But there are conditions that must be met for us to say, yes, this is a contract with what? A customer. So the standard gives out some conditions that must be satisfied, or what we call criteria that we can use to recognize that there is a contract with a customer. And all of the criteria we are about to list must be what? Met. The first one is that contract is approved by both parties. So it is approved by both parties, or let's say by all parties. Meaning, I'm not the only person who said yes, you said yes, and anybody else that is connected to that agreement said yes. Second, the right and payment terms can be identified. The right and payment terms can be identified. What does it mean? It means that we know what everybody will be doing under the contract and you know how much you're going to be paying me. So if $20,000 for two months, what is the payment terms? Maybe you pay 70% on stats and then 30% later on. The terms of agreement must be agreed. Third, the contract has a commercial substance. The contract has a commercial substance. The contract has a commercial substance. Now, when we say commercial substance, what does it mean? It should have a price. It should be valuable. So, if I sign a contract with you to teach you for two months, free bonto, you are not paying anything, then there is no need for me to recognize what? Any revenue. Right, so that is the idea about this point. The contract must have some what? Commercial substance. No matter the price, 
it is two months and I am charging you 500, it still meets what? That recognition criteria of it. Then the last one, which is the most important thing, is that it is probable that the revenue will be received. It is probable that the revenue will be received. It is probable that the revenue will be received. That is, so all of these criteria must be met. So if you come to me and say, Nishira, teach me for two months, $20,000. I have to make an, an analysis or assessment to find out what the hell are you doing to be able to raise 20000 every month? So we should be able to reasonably what? Estimate that hmm, this money will come or this money will not come. The standard says if these criteria are met, then we say that there is what? A contract with a customer. That's the first thing. After we identify a contract with a customer, the next thing we do is identify the performance obligation. Identify the performance obligation, step two. Identify the performance obligation. What is a performance obligation? A performance obligation is simply the duty of the entity, okay, or the goods or services that the entity will transfer to the customer under the contract. So performance obligation simply means what the entity will do under this contract. So like the scenario I gave here, you said I should teach you for two months for $20,000. Then I said, what are the things I'll be doing? I said, I'll teach you, I'll give you books, I will uh, provide you, assist you in registration, then we will also do what? Revisions. These are called performance obligations. So when we identify the contract, the second question we ask ourselves is, what is the entity going to be what? Doing under this contract. Is it a one-time goods we send to the customer? Or a one-time service we render to the customer? Or we send a goods to the customer and there is a continuous series of services that we will render to the customer? So we identify the various activities we will be undertaking under the contract. That's the second thing. Three. Determine the transaction price. Determine the transaction price. The transaction price refers to the amount of money that the entity will receive under the contract, excluding payments to third parties. The amount that the entity will receive under the contract, excluding payment to, uh, to what? Third parties. So what does it mean? You said, I should teach you for three months, or for two months, $20,000. It means the transaction price is how much? $20,000. Are you getting the picture? There are other times also, we can determine the transaction price now, but it's a contract that is in the future. So for that reason, we will discount the future value of the contract into what? Present tense. So that is also another way that the transaction price can be determined. So one, is there a contract with a customer? Have we all approved? 
Have we agreed on a payment term? Are we taking some money under this contract? Is it possible that we're going to be receiving the money? If yes, then there is a contract. Two, what are we going to do under this contract? These are the performance obligations. We need to identify the various things we will do under the contract. Three, how much money are we actually going to be receiving under this contract? And we can get that as a straight value or we can discount future value and get the money. Four, after we get that, we say allocate the transaction price to the performance obligation. Allocate the transaction price to the performance obligation to the performance obligation using the standalone prices. Using the standalone prices. Using the standalone prices. So what does it mean? Now, the standalone prices simply means if I was teaching a loan from the two months, how much will I charge? Maybe I would have charged $15,000. If I'm giving out the books alone, maybe I would have charged $3,000. If I'm assisting somebody alone for registration of the exam, maybe I'll charge $2,500. If I'm helping somebody on revision, maybe I'll charge the person $7,500. These are called what? The standalone prices. And we are saying that after you determine the transaction price, allocate the transaction price to the performance obligation using what? The standalone price. So my performance obligation are these things. They are standalone prices are those ones. So how do I share the transaction price among them? That is the fourth step, allocation. So let's crunch some numbers here. What will I get in total? 15, 18, 18 plus 10, that will be 28. Got to be able to process as fast as possible. Is that it? I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you are So that is so this is the total amount. So we are doing the fourth step, the allocation. So we put the item here. Then we put the allocation here. Then we can now put the value here. So just an example. So we teach, give books, we assist people for registration, and then we do revision. So if we are doing the allocation, it will be 15,000 over us. 28,000 times 20,000. What you got? Ten thousand seven fourteen. Fourteen. Books. We will charge three thousand dollars over twenty twenty-eight thousand times twenty thousand. Yeah. What you got? Two thousand one forty-three. Two thousand one forty-three. Yeah. Assist people registration two five hundred over twenty-eight thousand times twenty thousand. One nine. One seven eight six. One seven eight six. Went that far. Then rev, uh, revision. Survey 500 over 28,000 
times 20,000. Five three. So this is now the fourth thing allocation. I get in the treatment right. After this one, we now come to the fifth point, which is our focus. We say that recognize revenue as the entity satisfies a performance obligation. We recognize revenue as and when the entity satisfies a performance obligation. So, when we do, when anytime we do any of them, that is when we cannot recognize revenue. These are the five steps. Now, let me explain that fifth stage very well. When we say recognize revenue as and when a performance obligation is met, it means, as I said, when I give you the books, I can recognize this revenue. When I assist you registration, I recognize this in that order. But when it comes to total revenues, revenue in total, the recognition of revenue occurs this way. Revenue can be occurred at and then over. Follow me carefully. Part of the revenue will be occurred at. At simply means inception of the contract. When we signed the contract. So when we sign the contract, how much money can I recognize? That is the at. The over simply means spreading the part of the the other part of the revenue over the life of the contract. Now, what do I mean by that? So, look at this uh, things here. If we are doing double entry, when we sign the contract, depending, we will debit maybe contract asset accounts and then credit our cash if you pay us the money or liability if you don't pay us the money. That is at recognition. But listen carefully, we said we recognize revenue as the entity what? Satisfied a performance obligation. And I said recognition of revenue can occur at inception of the contract and then over the contract. So if you check of these four items, which one would we do immediately we sign the contract with you? Of these activities here. Which one will I do immediately? Do you think I will do immediately aside a contract with you? Teaching. I will start teaching. Okay, that, that could be true. But then maybe I will give you the books first. Okay, I thought you were looking at like that. No, okay. not the hierarchy. Oh, okay. But maybe I will give you the books first. So, meaning that the revenue from the book will be recognized at. So, what will be the double entry for that? We will now go, because we debited contract assets here, revenue from the book, what we will do is that we will now debit yeah, cash and then what? Credit the revenue account. Are you getting it? So this one will be recognized at. At. 
Then the rest, these three, your teaching, assistance, uh, assistance in registration, and the revision will be recognized what? Over. So that is where we are going to say debit contract asset accounts and what? Credit this. So that as and when I do this, so when I start teaching you is for two months. So we will divide this figure by two. Are you following the picture? When we divide this figure by two, after the first month of teaching you, what do I do? I now go and debit my cash book. No, I did an error here. I did an error here. It's money we are supposed to receive. So I'll debit cash rather or debit um, receivables. That's an error. And credit contract asset accounts. I get in the picture over contract assets. So what's the double entry when I do one month teaching? When I do one month teaching, so first month, what I do is that I will now debit the contract assets to remove portion of that money. Okay? This figure divided by two, portion of that money, out. Then I will now credit what? Revenue. So it will be like that. When I do the second month, I will do the same thing. Then when I assist you to register, after I do it, then I will also what? do the same thing. So you'll be recognizing the revenue that order till you finish with the contract. This is what you have to understand about the five-step framework in revenue recognition. I hope it's not difficult. For now, it's not difficult. All right. Can we go? Okay. So let's crunch some numbers. And let's look at some questions here. Let me see the kind of questions I got here. Okay, we go. Go to your book. Scroll to question four. Let's take that first. That should be on page 71. Um, Livatech. Go. So read it out. Liver 